We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we will be talking about the NBA draft that happened last night for us, and by the time this is coming out, it will be happening two nights ago. And Henry, this draft was pretty crazy, but we have to say it definitely wasn't one of the loaded drafts, but we're here to break down the draft for you guys, so let's get right and started and Henry we're going to be talking about the winners of the draft to start it off so Henry who are the winners of the draft in your opinion Andrew the first winner obviously in my opinion has to be the Washington Wizards and that's because they got arguably two of the best steals in the draft and in my opinion two steals in the draft selecting Denny of Deha at number nine who some experts claim him to be arguably the best player in the draft. He was slotted to go number five to the Cavs and fell all the way down to number nine. And secondly, they took Cassius Winston point guard out of Michigan State at 53. Obviously, there probably is some bias there, but in my eyes and a lot of people's eyes, he was a first-round pick. He was the most polished point guard in this draft. He was the best passer, had one of the top three-point shoot. It was one of the best three-point shooters, a great leader, and overall just a phenomenal player. And I think he's very good to slot that role of the backup point guard in Washington. And maybe eventually if John Wall gets traded, be that starting point guard. And secondly, Andrew, I think I have to go with the Pacers. They only took one player, but they took Cassius Stanley. And that guy can absolutely jump out of the gym. He He's the only player in college basketball history to beat Zion Williamson's uh, Max Vert. And I think he beat it by an entire inch. And, and I remember watching this guy in college and he, he was jumping literally over the backboard. And it, it's insane how, how athletic this kid is and how far he fell in the draft, considering a lot of these guys were taken purely on, on athleticism, Andrew. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say, considering they only made one pick, but they were arguably getting the steal of the draft. Yeah, well, Henry, although they only had one pick, they definitely took advantage of it and took the best player available at the time. And a guy who was even said by some that he should have been a first rounder and they got him at the end of the second, which I thought was incredible by the Pacers. So they really did capitalize off their one pick. But Henry, I want to talk about a couple of winners from the draft that aren't the same as yours. And that is the Sacramento Kings as one. 
And typically this organization isn't the best at drafting, but man, they had a good draft, Henry. Of course, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton at 12 when a lot of people rated him as a top five talent in the draft. They got him at 12, what I think is the best passer in this draft. And he's a six, five, I think they list him, but I think he might be a little taller point guard who plays like Magic Johnson. Of course, he's not as talented as Magic Johnson, at at least not yet. But this guy is definitely, I think, one of the steals of the draft. And of course, you have Robert Woodard out of Mississippi State, very solid pick at 40. And then I think uh, another steal at 43, I really don't want to mispronounce his name, but that might happen frequently throughout this podcast. But Jamius Ramsey, Jamius Ramsey, I hope I got that somewhat right. He's a freshman out of Texas Tech. He is one of the better uh, freshmen I think we saw in college basketball. And at 43, I think that was a great pick by them. And of course, I want to talk about the Spurs. They only had two selections, but they took advantage of it. And they didn't trade any of their picks, but they definitely got what's uh, very good uh, value from those spots that they uh, picked from. And of course, they picked Devin Vassell out of Florida State. I think we kind of expected them to pick him, but it, nonetheless, it was a great pick. He is one of the best defenders in the draft. And then they follow that pick up at 41. They get Trey Jones, one of the best, uh, probably the best defender from the point guard position in this draft. So I have to say, Henry, the uh, San Antonio Spurs definitely took advantage of their uh, selections and they definitely got great value from where they were picking from and They got two of the best defenders in the draft without having to trade anybody to get those players. And of course, I want to talk about the 76ers, Henry. The 76ers, Henry, you and I were both talking about how Tyrese Maxey, we think were possibly top 15 talent, and they got him at 21. And then they followed that up with picking Isaiah Joe, very solid pick, shooting guard out of Arkansas. And then I think this was one of the most underrated picks Paul Reed out of DePaul. Not a lot of people were talking about him. This guy played phenomenal last year in college. Paul Reed out of DePaul, power forward. Great pick by the 76ers. I think they nailed this draft, Henry. And the 76ers should be really proud because if they can possibly pull in a big name free agent, possibly, I know this is crazy, but there were talks about James Harding wanting wanting to go to the 76ers. That could be crazy. I want to talk about the Bucks, Henry. I know I'm talking a little long here, but there are a lot of teams that want, that did very well with their selections and picked very well. So I want to talk about them, Henry. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, as I just said, the Bucks, Jordan Noira, he, I think, was possibly a first-round talent. They got him at 45. He is one of the best shooters from the small forward position in the draft. Got him at 45. Great pick. And then at 60, Sam Merrill out of Utah State, one of the best seniors in college basketball last year, very underrated, great pick at 60 to say he's a 6'5 shooting guard. That's fairly good size. And this guy can score, Henry. And I will, I'm interested to see how he develops as an NBA player and to see if he gets any time throughout this year because he is a very interesting player. So the box even though they did not have a first round pick, they had two seconds and they nailed both of them, I think. Yeah, Andrew, I really want to talk about Sam Merrill for the Bucks, And 
he basically willed Utah State into the NCAA tournament last year, although we didn't see the NCAA tournament. The, the Mountain West Conference tournament had already been played, and he was able to basically single-handedly carry them into the NCAA tournament. And I think this is a very smart pick for the Bucks, considering that he's a proven winner and overall just a very phenomenal player, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, I think he's one of the best scores from the previous college basketball season. And they got him at 60, the last pick in the draft. And, you know, that last pick can be scary because you see an IT, Isaiah Thomas, come out of that 60th pick and come out to be an all-star and one of the top scorers. Maybe Sam Merrill can be that guy. And one last team I want to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies. Only had two picks, and they were fairly close together, number 30 and number 35. But I think they took advantage of both. They took Desmond Bain, which I think was possibly the steal of the, of the draft and the entire draft, Henry. Desmond Bain at 30, 6'6", small forward. And Henry, he is one of the best shooters in this draft. Desmond Bain out of TCU. I think that was one of the best picks in the draft by any team. And of course, they followed it up at 35 with Xavier Tillman, Henry. And this guy... Michigan State, he is a proven winner. He's super tough, Henry. And this guy is a team player. And this is what Memphis needed. And of course, he plays the power forward position. And you have Jaron Jackson, who plays that four and five spot. He has been announced that he might miss some time at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, you can develop Xavier Tillman to be that guy who could possibly add some depth for these bigs in Memphis and possibly get him in there playing to fill in for Jaron Jackson while he might be taking some time off for injury. And of course, Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman have awesome chemistry, both coming from Michigan state and playing together. I love this pick uh, by Memphis and I love their entire draft uh, adding Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman. Yeah, Andrew, and moving on now to the losers of the draft, I think, Probably the most obvious loser we can both agree on in the draft was the Phoenix Suns. I mean, obviously, you can't really determine winners and losers because we haven't seen any of these guys play in the draft, but this is based on reaches and who we think are very good players that fell. But obviously, I think a lot of people would agree here, considering that the Suns took a guy in Jalen Smith, who is a very good player. He had a very good season at Maryland. He was a first-team All-Big Ten player, but... In my eyes and most experts' eyes, he was definitely not the number 10 overall pick and or a lottery pick at all. He was projected to go late teens, early 20s, and I think this was a huge reach for the Suns. I don't remember. I don't think they had any other picks, Andrew. I'm pretty sure. And other than that, I mean, there's not much to say for the Suns, but it was pretty obvious that that was a reach, and they had plenty of guys on the board who they could have taken over Jalen Smith. And another team, Andrew, that I want to talk about, they only had one pick, but I think they very much wasted this pick. With the possibility of losing uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, you would think they want to take maybe an experienced guard, maybe a guy who won't come in and change their franchise, but will at least hold the spot, maybe win some games for them for the next couple of years. And they really didn't do that. They took a guy who had never played a single college game, and hadn't really proved much, wasn't all that good in Kenyon Martin Jr. I know he has his, his dad, uh, Kenyon Martin the first, but obviously Kenyon Martin Jr. is nothing like that considering that he fell away to 52, Andrew. And I really don't understand this pick for the Rockets if they think, especially if there's a possibility they're able to keep Harden 
and or Westbrook. I think it should have been a big man considering that they have zero big men on their roster and they continue to try and rock with that small ball. I don't think that'll be the case once the season starts. I think the new head coach will end up signing someone who's bigger than 6'5", but it'd be interesting to see, Andrew. But I think the two losers in this draft for sure were the Suns and the Rockets. Yeah, Henry, and the Suns definitely uh, picked Jalen Smith a little early, and we'll get into that. And also, I want to touch up on that Rockets pick, uh, Kenyon Martin uh, Jr., Henry. This guy did not play college basketball, did not play professional basketball, but yet took another prep year at IMG Academy to play another year of high school basketball. And he did not dominate the high school basketball scene. And I don't think this kid should have been an NBA draft selection on draft night. I think he's a great player. I think he's one of the more athletic uh, bigs we saw in the draft. I guess you can classify him as a big since he's around 6'8". So yeah, I'll classify him as a big. One of the more athletic uh, bigs we saw in the draft, as I mentioned, he nasty dunks I've seen, but he definitely did not dominate the high school basketball scene, especially with taking that fifth year. I think he could have used some college experience. He didn't go that route. Obviously he got drafted. So great for him, but I do not think he should have been a draft selection at uh, in the NBA draft and the Rockets, I think really wasted their one pick. So I 100% agree with you, Henry. And I'm going to go another route uh, with the losers, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. They also only had one pick, and they did not take advantage of it at all. And, Henry, they picked C.J. Ellaby. I uh, apologize if I did not pronounce his name correctly, but, Henry, he's a very insufficient scorer, and this is not what they needed. They needed a guy, uh, maybe a big, I know they have Nurkic, but maybe a four, a guy at the four. I know they acquired Robert Covington who can maybe play that spot, but they need someone to fill in at the four to maybe partner with Robert Covington. And they picked a small forward six. He's six foot six. He's decent size, but I thought they would go more of a guy who can score. And he, he, CJ Ellaby is just not it. And also I want to talk about uh, the jazz Henry the Jazz did not have that great of a draft because I think they picked some bigger named players, but I think they picked them a little early. And that is Yudoka Azubuki out of Kansas. Great player. I think he's an interior force. But Henry, he, he is not a first-round talent. I do not think he's a first-round player. And he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but I, don't, I think they picked him a little too early. And, of course, they picked at 39 – Elijah Hughes out of Syracuse. Once again, another big name player had a great year in college last season, but I think, I don't know if he necessarily should have been drafted or drafted even before 40, but they drafted him at 39. I, I think their selections weren't awful. I just don't think they took advantage of their spots that they were at in the right way. And by what I mean when I say that is they took guys a little too early they I, it seemed like they had set guys who they were targeting and whatever draft pick they ended up at in the draft they were going to take them and I, of course they knew where they were going to be around but I think they just selected these specific players a little too early but Henry let's move on to our next segment and we're going to be talking about the steals of the draft and guys who we thought fell a little too far and a couple of these teams capitalized on them and typically 
Uh, the teams that uh, you saw us mention in the winners section of this podcast probably have a couple of these guys. So let's get right into it. Henry, who are your steals of the draft? Andrew, speaking of a guy who is the opposite of Yudoka Azambuki and is a guy who should have been a first-round pick, talking about Cassius Winston, Andrew. And this guy, although he doesn't have the measurables, he may not be the best defender. He may not be the fastest guy. He may not be an NBA type of player. But Andrew, this guy is a winner. He can shoot the ball. He can score at all three levels. He's probably the best passer in my eyes in this entire draft. And he's a proven winner. Not a lot of guys that went in the top of this draft can say that. I mean, most of them weren't on great college teams and or didn't play college basketball at all. And with Cassius Winston, Andrew, I mean, this guy carried his team to a Final Four with a rotation of five guys, five guys who played 40 minutes a game. And, I mean, he was the star of that team. He won Big Ten Player of the Year and was a first-team All-American two years ago in a college basketball world with much better players compared to last year. And he was still a second-team All-American last year. And when you have a two-time All-American and he somehow falls to 53 in the draft, I mean, this is in the same boat as well with Miles Powell and Marcus Howard, who neither of which got drafted. But those guys, in my opinion, were definitely guys who should have been drafted, considering those are both two and I think maybe a three-time All-American in Marcus Howard. But another guy, Andrew, that I want to talk about is Tyrese Halliburton. And this is another guy who may have been the best passer in the draft. You mentioned him like Magic Johnson in terms of his play style. And the Kings may have not needed a point guard, but when he's sitting there at 12th, I mean, you can't pass up on him considering there was a possibility he could have gone fourth. And when a guy like that is sitting there, you got to go best player available no matter what the fit is. And Andrew, in a final couple guys that I want to talk about is Aaron Naismith. I mean, this was probably the best shooter in the draft from the wing position, maybe not best overall, but this guy averaged, I think, 25 points a game around, 22 points a game, something like that, before he got hurt and – he was on a Vanderbilt team that wasn't very good, but still, I mean, he averaged 22 points a game. I think shot close to 50% from three point from three point range, Andrew. And the fact that he fell to 14 into the Celtics, a team who already is loaded at the wing position. I mean, that's dangerous. This guy is going to give a huge scoring boost off the bench for the Celtics team. And I am very excited to see how this guy bounces back from injury. And Andrew, the final guy that I want to talk about today is Obi Toppin, the AP and Wooden Award winner from college basketball this previous season. And this guy was utterly unstoppable this entire season. I mean, this guy was throwing dunks down like Zion was back in 2018, 2019. And I, I think this guy should have been a top five pick. I think he was bona fide star. He is old. I think he's 23. So basically the age of a fifth year senior, considering he played two years of Juco before he came to college. But, I mean, Andrew, this this guy has it all. I mean, he's a shooter. He basically is a stretch four or five, what the NBA looks for at this point. And I think this guy definitely should have been top five pick. And this is really shocking that the Knicks may have gotten a steal in the draft. Yeah, Henry, and the Knicks had a great draft, and we were talking about this before how Emmanuel quickly, I mean, he was the SEC player of the year and they got him at the end of the first round in Henry. 
the, the SEC is not a conference to laugh at and winning uh player of the year. I mean, that's no joke. And the Knicks, I think, had a great draft. And although we didn't mention them in our winner's column, Henry, I think that they selected great. Do I mean, knowing their reputation, Henry, this team isn't necessarily a great drafter, and yet they had a pretty good draft. So, But I want to touch up on my steals of the draft. Of course, I agree with you on the Cassius Winston. When you have someone who is the Big Ten all-time assist leader as well as all-time average uh, assist per game leader in the Big Ten, how – how do you let him fall to the end of the second round, end of the draft? It doesn't make sense. And not only is he a good passer, he's a very sufficient scorer, averaging about 18 points uh, in three, three out of his four seasons, I believe, which is nuts. I also want to talk about Desmond Bain out of TCU. He was taken with the last pick in the first round, definitely should not have fallen that far. And he is one of the best shooters for his size. I believe he's around six foot six and he can shoot the lights out. Great shooter should not have fallen that far, especially not at 30. I was expecting him to get picked around 20, fell an extra ta- or fell down an extra 10 picks, got selected at 30. Sadiq Bay at 19. I had him going number 10, but he, he obviously didn't go at number 10. He fell down to 19 to the Pistons. Great draft pick there. And also, Henry, R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton, five-star, one of the best players coming out of the country in that 2019 recruiting class. And yet, he chose to go overseas. He chose the overseas route. He could have went anywhere in the country for college. His final four schools, Texas Tech, Memphis, Kentucky, Kansas. That is a hell of a final four, Henry, first to choose uh, for your college destination. And he had it. He had it all. He went overseas like LaMelo Ball, played in the same uh, league as LaMelo Ball overseas in professional route. He, he played fairly well, Henry, overseas. And yet, for some reason, he fell all the way down to 24, I believe it was. The Nuggets got a steal there, Henry, because people were talking about uh, coming out of high school. They were saying this kid could be a top 10 pick. For some reason, he fell all the way down to the end of the first round. He should not have fallen that far. So RJ Hampton, what a great pick by the Nuggets. And one one last player, Henry, Denny Avdia at number nine for the Wizards. This guy is incredible. If you watch him play, he's around six foot eight, six foot nine, I believe. And Henry, he can shoot so, so well for his size. And not only that, he's a great driver, scorer, facilitator. He has great vision. This guy has it all. I thought he was a top five pick. No reason why he should have fallen uh, to number nine. The Wizards definitely capitalized. And I think they had one of the better drafts of anyone uh, during draft night. But Henry, let's move on to our final topic and that is players that might have gotten picked a little too high uh, for their average draft uh, spot or where they were projected, I mean. And these players went a little too early than we expected. But, Henry, who who do you have here? Who do you think got picked a little too early than they should have? Andrew, I think the blatantly obvious one is definitely Jalen Smith. And we talked about it earlier. He was slotted to go at the end or middle of the first round, and he was taken 10th overall. And obviously, we both expressed our feelings about how he was not a top 10 pick. Obviously, he's a good player. I think he fits better, though, towards the end of the first round 
maybe in the late teens, early 20s. And another player I want to talk about, Andrew, is Peyton Pritchard. I mean, when Cassius Winston is still sitting on the board and he's proven so much more and they're utterly the same player, I mean, it kind of makes me upset that they would pass on Cassius considering all that Cassius has done. I mean, Peyton Pritchard's a great player. He was the first-team All-American last year, but Cassius has had a significantly better overall career. He's a better winner, and I I just – it kind of just shocks me that some – some team would take Peyton Pritchard over Cassius Winston. Yeah, Henry, but just speaking on Cassius Winston a little more, I mean, Peyton Pritchard was definitely not the only point guard taken before him in uh, the range of late first to uh, in the second to the second round. Henry, of course, Cassius Winston got drafted in the end of the second, and there were plenty of point guards that went between Peyton Pritchard and Cassius Winston still. I thought that was a shame because Cassius Winston was one of the best players in the country. But I want to talk about this topic. I don't want to get too much off topic. Henry, players that got picked a little too high, I thought Isaiah Stewart at 16, I believe it was, to the Pistons. I thought there was no reason why he should have went this early. He was a very highly touted uh, recruit coming out of high school. Didn't have that great of a season at Washington. Was projected around late first, uh, maybe even early second range. And he got drafted 16. I thought he went a little too early. And Josh Green, I believe, who went 18, he did fairly nothing at Arizona He was expected to be much better. One of the highest uh, ranked recruits in the country. And Henry, he did not live up to his expectation at Arizona. But as we know, a lot of the NBA draft is based off of high school careers with these one and dones. And it's a shame. And we see it with a lot of recruits or uh, a lot of players, excuse me, uh, like Cassius Winston, Marcus Howard, Miles Powell. This brings us back to those players, Henry, that you were mentioning before. These players are way more proven than any of these players, and some might say more talented. But you see these Josh Greens and all these uh, freshman one-and-done players that for some reason are getting picked higher than these very uh, much respected players and very more proven players that are multiple time All-Americans. And we see this because, as I said, a lot of uh, NBA scouting is based off these guys in high school, these one and done players. Not They don't look much in college. And I feel like also the older these players get and the longer they stay in college, even no matter how good they are, how good they're playing in college, these NBA scouts, Henry, are not even paying attention, I feel like. They just want these guys who are stars in high school that show the most promise at the young age. They stick with them. They, their minds, I feel like they're just so ignorant to see these older upperclassmen college players who are way more proven and way better. It just frustrates me to see guys like Miles Powell, guys like Marcus Howard go undrafted when they're first-round talents, Henry. And they prove that all through college, they work their butts off to prove that. And they get rewarded by going undrafted and guys like, I, I'm not trying to like diss or hate on Josh Green, but Josh Green goes 18th and he did fairly nothing for this Arizona team last year, or at least nothing compared to what he was supposed to do. 
And Josh Green is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. I think he will be a fairly decent player in the NBA. But, Henry, it just frustrates me to see these one-and-done freshmen that prove nothing at the college level still get drafted in the first round over these undeniable talents that dominate the college basketball scene year after year that end up going undrafted. Andrew, I mean, this is why a lot of people say the NBA back in the 80s, the 90s, the 70s was significantly better. And that's when all these guys were staying four years, proving themselves in college, and then coming out of the draft, and they were drafting on based on who was the best college player. And it's really just shocking to me at this point that you continue to see these high-profile college athletes who do nothing in college get drafted over these bona fide stars in college, prove a lot, win a lot. I mean, it's, I know that Marcus Howard and Miles Powell probably won't be stars in this league, but the fact that they didn't get drafted and you're taking random overseas guys who did nothing at the time. I mean, Jan Madar, I mean, have, I'm going to be genuinely honest. Any of you guys listening to this podcast who have heard of that guy before last night, congratulations, because I'll tell you what, neither me or Andrew have ever heard of that guy. And you're taking him over two guys who had two of the most storied college basketball careers in Big East and maybe even college basketball history. I mean, these guys were bona fide studs. I mean, Marcus Howard put on a show night in, night out. Miles Powell could erupt for 70 points in a game if he wanted to. And I'm, I'm just astonished that these players just continue to get passed on for these supposed high potential players who are just not turning out to be what they were made out to be as Andrew. Yeah, Henry, there is no reason why Kenyon Martin Jr. And as I, as I said, I'm not trying to hate on any of these players. I wish them all the best of luck in the NBA. And I'm super happy for every single one of them that got drafted and their dreams came true for every single one of them. But Henry, Kenyon, there's no reason why Kenyon Martin Jr., the Rockets should be selecting him over Miles Power or Marcus out. Absolutely no reason. And it's just super frustrating. But that's that's all I have for uh, the podcast and the NBA draft recap. I think we went over everything uh, pretty fluently. And uh, I think we gave the listeners everything they need to hear and broke everything down as far as we can break it. But unless you have anything uh, else to say, I think we can wrap it up, Henry. Yeah, Andrew. And as always, we want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, download, and support this podcast. We hope you enjoy. And we will see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.